Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode six of this podcast. Six or seven. (laughs) Six or seven? I think it's six. I think it's six also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right. It's 12. (laughs) I wish it was 12. If we if it was twelve, if we'd it was twelve, we'd, we'd be in the two thousands. Yeah, but we're nope. We're still in the nineties. We're st- still firmly in the nineties. <laughs> right at the beginning, actually, this is ninety one. This is nepotism can be good, you guys. Oh yeah. Hi. Have to say hi. I'm Andre. Huh? I'm Landon. I'm Joshua. And yeah. And oh, this Josh is, is nineteen ninety one. Hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. I'm back. <laughs> Josh, Josh is back from Spain. How was Madrid? It was great. I'm sad I'm back, but it's fine. Yeah. Europe will do that to you, huh? I loved your pictures. I was very jealous. The the architecture is... I know. I know. Imagine, like, walking outside and seeing, like, beautiful things. I know. (laughs) America. I walk outside and see, like, a chevron. (laughs) You guys, I also haven't seen Landon in a week because he was on vacation. Hi. Hi. Well, it was was spring break, but um, Andrea made the decision to to delay her spring break by a week because <laughs> i can do that she, she, she's leaving this week <laughs> on her week-long expedition yeah it's it, yeah I, it was really traumatic to stay in a college town when no all college the college students. kids are like on spring break i was scared did you, did you practice your latte art <sighs> guys it's it's not going well yes it is no <laughs> you've already you've already made uh improvements yeah and Somewhat. By the summer, you'll be a pro. By the summer, I'll be unemployed again. Yeah. Or, well, I guess technically not. But you'll go to New York and you can do, <laughs> do latte art in Brooklyn. <sighs> oh my god, what a dream, huh? To do latte art in Brooklyn? That's hot. That, oh my gosh, that should be our next podcast. Latte art in Brooklyn. I'm sure there's already <laughs> dozens of podcasts with that exact name. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. I, I have a correction. Uh-oh. <laughs> We're going to start every every episode of The Correction. When I was editing the last last week, I didn't notice a correction. I have one. What is it? David Lynch is from Missoula, Montana, which is oh 2,300 miles away from the Carolinas. Then why is he talking about the Carolinas? I, I don't know. Day. I don't know. But I, know okay, I feel like I did know he was from Montana, though. <laughs> he said he was definitely from the Carolinas. Well, I didn't say he was definitely. I just figured it because, like, Blue Velvet and Wild at Heart both took place in the Carolinas. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that must be where he's from. Mm-hmm. That is not true. No. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I like that you put it's 23,000 miles, <laughs> or 2,300 miles <laughs> incorrect. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I <laughs> needed, you. for the left brain in you, I needed the monetary, okay. yeah, not monetary, numerical. numerical. I love that 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 name, Missoula. Missoula, Montana. Missoula, Montana. Yeah, it it's kind of sexy, huh? Yeah. Um, guys, there was a death in the family. Yes. We that we need to, to talk, talk about. about. Laura's goldfish. Laura's guys. fucking goldfish died. 14, 14 years, years old. <laughs> oh, that's right. Guys. Did you figure out its name? Every single publication said unnamed in commas. <laughs> like in between commas. Really? Like, Laura Dern's goldfish unnamed. <laughs> it's not an unnamed. She wouldn't not name the goldfish. In my head, it's... his name is Franklin. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. That's just the, what I envision. <laughs> what if its name's Sailor? Because like fish, but also like nah. wild at heart. Okay. Nah. Where do you get Franklin from? I I just feel it. Okay. Anyway. uh, Oh, we're sorry, Laura. It's dead. It's probably Nemo or something. Oh, it probably is. Oh, Mm. yeah. She's like that. Her childlike spirit. Mm. Um, We will say, though, that uh, Goldfish in captivity is only supposed to live 10 years. So she did something right there. You know? That's her voodoo magic. You guys ready? We're all back. We all watched Rambling Rose. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we're all going to talk about it. Do you have anything you want to say before we... I have lots of things to say. Okay. Before we, we get into the plot here. Oh, guys, by the way, we are um, trying to shorten the length of these things. Uh-huh. They're a little long. Uh-huh. A little long. So we're going to shorten our synopsis. So if, to... if one of us is saying a sentence and it abruptly cuts off, mm-hmm. don't worry about it. Yeah, it's fine. Trust us. Good. No, I'm, I've been getting really good at editing. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, I know. It's kind of hot. Like, I know. I'm happy I'm, I'm, for you. I, I spent like $150 on the premiere <laughs> subscription, oh my God. but I, I, I'm glad to see it's paying off. Guys, that's the only investment that we put into this podcast, Yeah, I will say. And it was also like <laughs> half losing so I can money. get Photoshop. Making this we're, we're, we made at the moment, we're At the moment, we are losing money on the grand scale. No, you know what? We're going to go viral tomorrow. I okay. Promise. All right. <laughs> I'll put it on my calendar. Um, oh, and the, we were going to get a podcasting kit oh, 
from yeah. the school library. Which is like... Which is funny that they have one on reserve, and it's, like, reserved often. They have four on reserve, and they're all reserved often. <sighs> Who's, Who's podcasting? podcasting? I... <laughs> I don't understand. Sure. What if everyone's doing that has, like, a Lord and podcast? Oh, fuck. Right? No, it's definitely just us. Yeah. But <laughs> at least for the time being. At least for the time being. Yeah. Who knows? She's on her on her wave right now. But anyways. Um... Rambling Rose is a 1991 American drama film set in Georgia during the Great Depression, starring Laura Dern and Robert Duvall, Lucas Hawes, and most importantly, Diane Ladd. I will. I said this while we were watching. Diane Ladd is a presence. A she scene like, stealer. She really does mm-hmm. it for me. Every time I see her, I'm like, you go, Diane. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. Um... Rambling Rose was directed by Martha Coolidge. Woman. and Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was written by Calder Willingham, who wrote the actual book that it was adapted from. Oh, I didn't know it was based on a book. Yeah, it was uh, his own 1972 novel with the same name, and it's autobiographical. So his... Oh, autobiographical. Yeah. So he's the... He's the boy. Okay. Oh, yeah, because the... Uh, so we'll get into the plot, but the, okay. the movie is kind of from the perspective of a little boy who I'm assuming... Is Calder Willingham. Okay. Uh, Laura Dern, Diane Ladd. This is a very iconic movie. Yeah, it, it, they, they're mother and daughter in real life, obviously, mm-hmm. but they don't play mother and daughter. No. Which well, I, I thought they had. Me too. I, that's that what I thought, too. I, that's exactly. not the case. No. Um, but also... Although, the... Diane Ladd's character is named Mother, and I don't think she is ever given another <laughs> name. Well, I don't think she has a first name. She's my mother now. Okay. So, there's that. But, I, so, my, my whole thing is that, it, well, we, we've been doing the research for this podcast this entire time. It's been, like, such a thing for this movie to have been, like, yeah, like, it's the, the movie that they got nominated for at the same time, like, all this stuff. Uh-huh. And I'm expecting it to be this, like, spectacle. It's a really, like, indie movie. Like, finding resources about this movie is pretty difficult, and I feel like... Not that many people have seen it for, like, the buzz, Mm -hmm. I guess. Well, I don't think it's buzz because of the movie itself. I think it's the situation of Mm -hmm. mother and daughter nominated against each other. But I feel like that would have been... Because think about every year at the Oscars, there's, like, a... You remember Florence Foster Jenkins with Mm -hmm. Meryl Streep? She got an acting nomination, and then, like, no one saw that movie. Yeah, but it's Meryl. But there's movies like that every year. To be fair, I think they only got... I think they only got nominated because they were in the same movie together. Yeah, mm. that's also... It's hard to not conflate the two things. Right. But I think both performances were good. Solid, yeah, yeah. I agree. And I, I don't know what the competition was like that year. That's true, yeah. That was Silence of the Lambs, I think. That um, oh. Murdered. Interesting. Yeah, I think it was. Well, so they're the first mother-daughter duo to ever be nominated at the same time for... An Oscar. For the same film. For the same film. But also, it's happened before um, with a parent and child, not mother-daughter. But it was with Henry and Jane Fonda. And they were both nominated for On Golden Pond. Oh, that's right. So they're not like the first first, but they're the first females. My dad used to... That movie, I I think, is like on the longer side. And nothing really happens. And so he used to like... When we were looking for a movie to uh, watch when I was a kid, he'd be like, you have five more minutes or else we're watching On Golden Pond. And we'd be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I've never even heard I've of I've never that seen movie. it. It's, it's just been threatened to me. How long is it? I, it might not even be that long. It's just like the, the memory that you have. He had it? said it was like the super long boring movie. <laughs> it's See, it's, not even, it's an hour and 49 minutes. minutes. That's really I would kill bad. for an hour and 49 minutes a long movie. Yeah, that's not bad. But that's, that's my, the only memory I have of that movie. Um, so this movie is produced by, uh, Rennie Harlan. Okay. And him and Laura were dating after wrapping this Can film. Can she get her hands off <laughs> her co-workers? I know, but so then, you know how she she's, like, linked to Jeff Goldblum after this? Uh-huh. Jeff Goldblum's ex-wife okay. was married to Rennie Harlan, so it's just like... At the time he was dating Laura Dern? No. Oh. Like, at another time. Okay. But isn't that interesting? Why does she keep getting involved in these weird, like, love triangles? Mm. She's had a life. Mm. I, <laughs> like, what I knew about Laura Dern before this podcast, she's, like, this, like, mellow, like, mm-hmm. 
50. She's 59. 53, right? 50, yeah, she's like this mellow, like, 50-year-old actress. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know. Um, and then the more digging we do, she, she in her she heyday, was she, was, she was a wild child. She was wild at heart and weird on top. Yeah. Guys, that's a callback. <laughs> if you guys are listening to this episode and you didn't listen to last week's episode, <laughs> shut the fucking thing off. <laughs> Go back. Go back. Go back right now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Rennie was the producer of this, but he wanted to originally direct. Okay. The thing is that Martha Coolidge had done, like, a lot of work on this, so he just stayed on as a producer. But uh, getting funny. Do you know what, what um, Martha Coolidge had directed before this? No. Because when I was looking her up, she was the, the president of the Directors Guild of America for a time. So I, I was like, oh, she must be a big deal, but I didn't really see any big movies under her belt. I definitely, like... Her name rings. Really? Yeah. Like, I think she has done other stuff. Has she been directing stuff since the 80s, it looks like? Yeah, but none of this is, like... I don't recognize anything yeah, don't from, the, like, her letterbox. Uh-huh. That's what I looked at, too. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. But, I mean, good for her. <laughs> um. Anyway, the financing... Uh, It was kind of hard for them to find it, Uh, which I'll get into... A little bit later. But, um, guys, this film was also filmed in North Carolina. No way. <laughs> oh, my God. I guess that makes sense because it, What's it going on? takes place in Georgia. It's not like... Um, yeah, but why not film in Georgia? Georgia's cheap. I, no, I feel, like at the t- I feel like Georgia being cheap to film at is a, a recent thing? thing. Okay. Like, I think The Walking Dead was the first major production mm. out of Georgia. Okay. I feel like I remember hearing about that. But um, that's interesting. <laughs> so, like, the Carolinas were okay. where it was at in the 80s and 90s in terms of, like, cheap filming for movies? I guess. Sure. I guess. That's what we're saying. Uh, I don't know. The music was by uh, Elmer Bernstein. <laughs> I like the music. I like the music. I couldn't find it on Spotify. I, I did not One like of my notes music. is... Really? You didn't like it? I liked no, how, like... I didn't like this. Like, it was, like, child-like starting to it anger was. me, this movie. So like I was okay, we'll to talk about everything. that at the end. We'll talk about it at the end. But I had fun. But okay. okay, whatever. We'll get into that later. But you know who liked it? Our boy Roger. Roger Ebert. Yeah. Okay. He gave it a three out of four. Oh my god. Okay. His he 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 said this about it, and I think after I say this quote, we can get into the plot. Okay. But. I really liked what he said. He said, "Here is a movie as light as air, as delicate as a flower." As a rose. As a, or as yeah. The movie opens rose. with a rose. Should yeah. we get into the plot? Yeah, we should. Okay. So this movie is fun in a lot of ways to me. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really good time. I really, I thought it was gonna be this drama, like this period drama. Okay. And it really was more of a comedy to me. Well, here's my issue with it. I don't think it was supposed to be funny. I think it was supposed to be a drama, but we because. Movies like that don't really come around mm-hmm. anymore. I think we thought of it as funny. But I think it was supposed to be dramatic. Well, I don't know, because all the reviews that I was reading for it was, like, this, like, you know, like, lighthearted uh, I definitely don't think it's lighthearted. Well, uh, uh, lighthearted is not the word, but every single review I read, like, was saying that it's, like, it, it evokes laughter. Like, I, I don't know that it okay. wasn't intentional. Okay. But, like, maybe. I mean, IMDb says drama. Okay. So you could be right. I don't know. But I I wasn't expecting to laugh. Did you not laugh, Josh? No, I didn't. I really <laughs> <laughs> so I did not have a great time this... watching this. You didn't? No. Okay. I'm we'll sorry. talk about it. Go go start with the plot. Okay, okay. So Laura Dern is this like orphaned farm girl and she's like basically trash. Right. Like, well, it's, very, it starts. Like, it stuff. starts with this man. Oh yeah. He yeah, like yeah, goes yeah. back to his house, <laughs> and there's like a a voiceover narration. He was like, "Oh, I remember the Great Depression," and then we're like in the Great Depression, and we meet Laura Dern, who's this. Yeah. D- you said nineteen year olds old. I think so. Okay, nineteen year old like uh, farm mm-hmm. orphan who comes to work for. Yeah, she's the hired boy's like family. sight unseen by this like yeah. eccentric family kind yes. of um, to be their like kind of live in nanny or like help. Mm-hmm person i guess um what i wrote down is that that he says she caused one hell of a damnable commotion which i thought was funny he says that in the voiceover mm-hmm. okay. um that that guy who goes 
at the very beginning of the movie, in the flashback, he's like 13, mm-hmm. and his name's Buddy. Yeah, but they keep calling brother. him brother. Yeah. That was so and also, strange. Nobody, nobody in yeah. this movie has a proper name. No, it's daddy, mother, brother, and then the two kids. I don't even remember their names. Dolly and like Slim. It's Doll Baby. Waxy. Waxy. Something like that. I, I have it written down. I think. And Laura Dern He doesn't like being called that, and they're like, we should probably stop doing it. Waski. Waski. Weird. And then the, the daughter's like, my name's Dolly, but I would really love to be called Fran. And the mom's like, no! You're Doll Baby. <laughs> like the, the You're Doll name. Baby. It's cute. I, I don't understand. But whatever. I My first two notes are, this bitch does not age, and music is fun. So, okay. Josh, why did you not like the music? It just felt like it didn't match with the m- movie. The tone. Like, yeah. I, 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 I get that. Hmm. It's, it's sort of like... um. Like TV movie music, you know. It. That's I mean, I this is thinking. like TV movie adjacent, isn't it? That's not? true. It kind of. That's is. very true. And it I felt kept like thinking a TV that, movie. It felt like yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Maybe it would have done better as a TV movie. So basically, Lord Earned Rose comes to work for his family. From the get go, the mom is like, uh, saying that brother can be very dangerous, and Robert Duvall walks in, and he's like this dad and he, he his name is they all call him daddy he's daddy um <laughs> and immediately laura Dern wants to smash she's like biting her lip and oh like, Ooh, like enthralled by this man <laughs> even though he's not anything special it's fun he, when, when they say they're gonna hire rose they're like now i know that it is illegal <laughs> to keep someone in your house to do housework so like they clear they made sure that she knew that she was getting paid and that she wasn't going to be a slave. <laughs> There's a the, lot of, The mother's like, like, I'm aware that it is illegal to keep people in your house. <laughs> They're kind of woke. Yeah, the, the mom. Mommy is definitely mom. woke. Mother. Yes. Diane Ladd. She, the entire movie is super feminist and, like, pretty woke for the times. Uh-huh. Like, and so kind and just so centered. The times, be, do we get a year or just the, the, great, the, just the great Depression? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but she, from the get-go, you can tell that she's just this very, like, kind spirit, and, um, that she's, like, on Rose's side. Uh, when... Rose is Laura Dern, you guys. I said that. Did you? Yeah. She's the titular rambling she's Rose, because she never the shuts titular. the fuck up. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> the titular role. <laughs> oh, let's just watch Lady Bird, guys. Yeah, so let's watch Lady Bird in the middle of the podcast, and we'll, we'll come back. That is such a good idea. Let's do okay, it guys, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to watch Lady Bird. Quick 94-minute we'll break. 94 minutes. 94 minutes. Okay, go on. <laughs> okay, so um, he tells her, Robert Duvall tells Rose, he says, you're as graceful as a capital letter S. And that just... What does that mean? Incends her. And then she... The movie progresses, and he's Buddy's like trying her the entire time. And at one point, she tells him like, "Buddy, you are in one of your evil moods." Yeah, and I thought that was that's, so. That's that's like the first thing the mother said about Buddy. She's like, "This is Buddy. He gets in evil moods. Yeah, he's thirteen. <laughs> um, oh, and okay, the entire movie, she's kind of a whore. Who? Rose. Yeah. Yes. And so I I wrote down Laura Dern comma whore jumped out because that you know. That was a thing that happened on our podcast. <laughs> oh, yes. yes so yes, yes. I, I think I'm just you a prophet. Predicted. Yeah. Okay. Because, like, in a lot of movies, she's been Laura Dern Common Horn. Well, as of right in this now. movie, remember, she explicitly says she's not a whore. She says, oh, yeah, I yeah, cannot yeah. be a whore. That would kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> apparently, she comes to this family where it's later revealed that. She's come to this family home in, like, refuge because her only other alternative was to be a prostitute in Birmingham. Yeah, she Alabama. ran away from home and went to burning, Birmingham. Burning Man. Burning Man. <laughs> burning, man. <laughs> burning Man. And she had and, a blast. Um, I'm sure lots of people have run away and gone to Burning yes. Man. That's she, she went to Birmingham and she was uh, <laughs> pimped out, as they say. Yeah. But, yeah, they talk about that more in detail later. So the movie progresses and basically after the family has had dinner, the kids sneak up it's buddy and dolly right yes yeah and it's not the little the, the little one waxy was he's waski he's, wa- waski? <laughs> he's unproblematic he's, not in this he's movie. barely in this movie. yeah he's he barely has in two movie. scenes and it's yeah, the first yeah, one he's... and the last one yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's there for decoration pretty much. i don't know why they had to i guess because it's um autobiographical That's okay why they sure included him. uh 
But so doll baby and uh, <laughs> buddy are like peeking into the, their father's study and they uh-huh. see him in there with Laura Dern's character, Rose. Uh-huh. And she's like, I'm in love with you and all this stuff. And she like throws her literally, like quite literally sits on his lap, uh-huh. like throws her body on top of him. And she's like, try like he, she wants to kiss him. And he's like, no. And she's like, yes. And then they end she's up kissing. She's having a breakdown. She's she, like sobbing. Of. She's crying in his face. And kissing him. And then he, and he, he's like, if I give you one kiss, will you stop asking? Yeah. And she's like, Yes. But, and then they do. Yeah, they kiss. And then he, like, they stand and then, like, shuffle over to this, like, I guess, table. What, is it a table? I think it's, like, a... Or, like, a window seat. <laughs> like, a seat? breakfast nook. Yeah, yeah, like, a window seat. And he, like, throws her down and he, like, takes her tin, his hand. Meanwhile, the kids are still watching. Yeah. And Buddy's, and like, buddy's narrating. Like narrating. He's like, oh, yeah. like, her, her titties her is out. Her titties <laughs> is out. And to his little sister. And then... He the dad gets up, gets all angry, and then he's like, "Put that tit away." No, that is not what he says. He's, he says, <clears throat> oh, no, okay. "Replace that tit." <laughs> and then he just like yells at her and like shames her, and he's like, "Oh, why would you do this to mother? Like she loves you so much, and now you want to sleep mm-hmm. with her husband? Like she mm-hmm. would defend you endlessly, and you're like throwing yourself." She at would her fight husband. like a tiger. Or yeah, something, something like, that. like that. Um, and. I, the entire time this was happening, I'm like, so did she just, like, cancel her nudity clause after Wild at Heart? Probably. Yeah, right? She was like, whatever, let, let's whatever. Because, like, her tits are out. Yeah. So, I'm assuming she, at this point, is, like, not gonna stick to it anymore? I mean, we don't know. We haven't seen her. We her have film. such, such <laughs> so a much. widespread of films to go. Yeah, we're, but, we're right uh, at yeah, the beginning, Yeah, so. two, two in a row, Lord and Titties. Yeah, so. I don't think her titties are out in Jurassic Park. But no, she has a no. full well, frontal scene okay. in Jurassic Park. What? <laughs> she breastfeeds, He's kidding. breastfeeds He's the baby dinosaur. <laughs> I'm joking, yes. It's the children's or, uh, unless movie. you're not. I don't know. Jurassic Park doesn't exist yet, guys. Yeah, sorry. We've oh, never yeah, seen it. Sorry. What's Next Jurassic week? Park? <laughs> <laughs> um, so she, because she fails at like seducing, seducing daddy. Yeah. She's so upset that she goes to Buddy's room at night and she's like, I just need to clean this bed. Like, I can't. She, she's, she walks in and she says, Buddy, I'm wandering in a wilderness, lost. Yeah. And he's like, okay, bitch. <laughs> and then they lay there and then it turns into something I that blocked is not. She, she's, what'd you say? I blocked this out. I, like, she, guys, trigger, trigger warning, there is some questionable what um sexual activity of, sexual activity of questionable uh ages and consent. yeah that so, was the most eloquent trigger running ever um <laughs> he she's just like trying to talk about her feelings to uh-huh. buddy and then buddy just keeps he's staring like, at her tits and he's like can i uh, grab your titty like, can like, i grab basically. it it has a nipple can i grab and it she's i want to like, know what a like, nipple buddy, feels stop. like and he's like no 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 like i really want to know what a nipple feels like like is it hard or soft like i need to know yeah. he's and like then, it feels like a cantaloupe right and, and it goes back and forth for so long and she finally gives in and so he like plays with her nipples uh-huh. and then that escalates to him being like can I do more? Can I do? He like whispers in her ear. And she's like, she's like, oh, like, why would you say, say something, something like that? Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> and then he's like, oh, but yes. And she's like, no. And he's like, yes. And she's like, no. Ends up happening. He like fingers her, uh-huh. and she like comes. Uh-huh. And then he's like, what happened? Are you sick? Like clearly, <laughs> yeah. he doesn't know what's. He has doing. no idea what's going on. He has no idea what's going on, which is really uh, concerning. Yes. And kind of gross. I was not. A- this scene went on for so long. So long. So long. This but is like it was a also ten minute scene. Watch. Yeah, I was like, oh, we're cutting away now. Like the rest will be like suggested. <laughs> that's how I felt the no. entire movie. Every scene was like ten minutes long. It was ridiculous. Yeah, that's true. Also, before we get too far into it, everyone in this movie has a deep South accent. Well, because it is the deep South. It, sure. Yeah, but it's like everything we say, every quote we say, imagine it in like the deepest of deep South accents. <laughs> Replace your tit. Replace your tit. Yes. <laughs> Um, you went British at the I end did, there. I did, I <laughs> did. Uh, okay. He said, Buddy says something, or no, 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 um, Rose says, oh, Buddy, you're being so naughty, curiosity killed the cat, and then Buddy, f- like, with the cadence <laughs> of, like, a 25-year-old says, but satisfaction brought him back. Oh it my god, so... wait, I did not You don't remember that? that? No. I wrote that down because I was so Oh, much... I remember that. Yeah. 
Because I How screamed. How gross is that? Scream. This 13-year-old. And then at the end, after that entire thing happens, she's like, I've robbed the cradle and fell into hell. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which is so intense, which she did. I mean, that's exactly what happened. And he, he's like, this has been the most fascinating experience of my life. Ugh, it's so, like, Sheldon Big Bang Theory that it makes me yeah. mad. And then all of a sudden, she just, like, feels gross. And she tells, she, she tells him not to tell anyone, and she runs out. And then she cries about it for, like, too long. Yeah, she, like, ponders her reflection <laughs> in the mirror for a good few seconds. So then after that, she's decided that it's her time to find Mr. Right. Mm-hmm. And she becomes the, uh, the lady of the hour the around town. Yes. <laughs> she is openly persecuting her man or no finish the sentence and then we'll backtrack and try to fill in the word (laughs) like looking with a p um looking with a p (laughs) it's not persecuting i don't know whatever she's fucking looking for she's trolling for cock she's trolling for cock (laughs) yeah the second time she's trolling for cock she really is consistency I wrote down, the men are wild for her buns. Because <laughs> they're all like, yes. she's walking down they, the she's, town she's in She's wearing like a, a skin-tight green dress. Mm-hmm. And they've apparently never seen a garment like that before. And the, it is the, the Great Depression. This one, this one guy's walking with his girlfriend. And she, he literally, like, he <laughs> s- spare, like, the, auga. Like, <laughs> it's so cartoonish the way he reacts to her. <laughs> and then... And she's just, she's like, oh, you you fellas like my dress? I made it myself. Yeah. She's being so, like, uh. It goes to the point where um, the mother, she's like, strange vibrations in this house today. She knows things are happening. She, when um, Buddy comes down Mm -hmm. after his fabulous night with uh, Rose, she's like, I had to wake you up at 11 o'clock in the morning. What is going on? And he was, he's like. Oh, I'm sorry. I was reading one of my dirty comic books, which he's thirteen. What is a dirty comic <laughs> I book? I don't know. I don't know. They the talk about a sequence was insane. Yeah. And then she she like feeds him castor oil, and he has to like <laughs> suck on an orange, which is apparently like a, a form of punishment that I've never heard of because I didn't like grow chaser. up during the Great Depression. And then, yeah, the mom's like, there are strange vibrations in this house or today. she's the strangest vibrations in this Strangest house. vibrations. And, you know, the, the... Also, when she goes to the city to, like, pick uh-huh. up these guys, Daddy and, uh... Oh, and Buddy are, And Buddy like, are, like, s- they're spying on her from the car. And, <laughs> and they're like, like, oh, she's going in for the kill now. And I'm like, Dude, does he not work? Does Buddy not go to school? And they're like, they're sitting there and she's like talking to the salesman and she Uh picks him up so easily to the point where it's also cartoonish. He like goes to follow her away and like she's like, wait, your briefcase. Like this is not like said out loud, but she points the briefcase and he almost left on the ground. It's like a Chaplin film almost. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then that turns into like daddy being like mad uh-huh and he's like saying that she's tedious he's from like a in, man's in bed with, with uh mother and mm-hmm. he's like oh I'm, af- I'm afraid rose is a hot shot character yeah and he's just voicing these like sexist concerns about her yeah. all of a sudden and the entire time mother is like fuck you like she's a woman like yeah. let her be she's a like, woman. you don't love and respect me because you don't love and respect rose and you don't love and respect women yeah. is like the whole thing she's yeah. very like pro women very sex positive but then also he does he does like the the minor the most minor good deed and she's like oh i love you baby like he's like i do love you and she's like oh i knew it i love you <laughs> also yeah. she some background on the mother she like went to columbia to oh, study like american mm-hmm. history so she's like a learned woman yeah. and she wears this gigantic <laughs> hearing aid that's like this whole i didn't know that's what hearing aids looked like back then it's like this I'm whole apparatus it, and so mul- multiple times during the movie someone <laughs> will say something and she'll go huh <laughs> Her hearing aids not. That's me though. That's both you and me. Should we each get one of those? Like, oh my god, yeah. That's how we're gonna record the podcast. Your Halloween costume. That would that would be so unbearably niche. We should all be like, oh, oh, I'm the mother. I'm Diane Ladd playing the mother in Rambling Rose. You can be (laughs) Diane Ladd being the mother in Rambling Rose, and I'll be Diane Ladd in Wild at Heart with the the face makeup on. Yeah. 
I got the good one. That would be like hot and sweaty, I feel. No, it would be amazing. It's so bad for your skin. If Diane can do it, so can I. Okay. okay. So Rose is a hot commodity. The men start coming to the house and fighting like animals for uh-huh. her, like in her fucking garden. Uh-huh. And the dad comes out with shotguns and he's like he's like, I'm here to protect my family. Like, like Come back again and I'll shoot your face off. <laughs> And it's just, but it, like, it, so it's again, excessive. it's it's like cartoonist the way because mm-hmm. um mother's in the garden like raking leaves <laughs> and she sees this like guy running around and hiding <laughs> behind trees and it literally it's like Tom and Jerry the, the way he's <laughs> she, moving. She like runs inside the house yeah. when she sees him. She's, she's like, like whoa 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 whoa. She's like I have to call daddy and she like <laughs> grabs the phone. She's like daddy, there's a man outside and he come he has to come running in the fucking car. It really is like caricature uh-huh. for so many reasons. It's insane. But I don't understand. The entire time, this entire like sequence of her like being sexual with men and just like overall like on the prowl, I guess, but like it it, he's shaming her the entire time. Uh-huh. He's like he's like so upset that that's happening. And he he confronts her about it. Yeah. He's like, can you stop tell, tell these people to stop coming to the house? And then mommy's like, you cannot fire her for yeah. having boyfriends. The entire time she's like, they're they boys and they like her and she yeah. likes them. There's nothing wrong with that. She's just so sex positive and amazing, which is so interesting considering it's the Great Depression. Like, right. would somebody like that exist? I don't think so. Sure. I mean, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't think so. Well, I guess it wasn't out of, so yeah. I don't know. But the entire time. And then... It turns into, like, Rose being in jail because apparently yeah, the, men, which we don't see, but they're Daddy like gets a, a call fight. at work that yeah. Rose is in jail because she bit a cop. She bit a cop's finger, yeah. which is so Down funny. to the bone, they say. So she bites the fucking cop's finger, and that lands her in jail, which, personally, I would have loved to see that. I don't know why that wasn't filmed and included in the movie. Maybe it was. I, I had a, a script pulled up when we were watching the movie, mm-hmm. and it is so long, and there were so many things cut out, so maybe maybe... She did. It was shown, but mm. it, yeah, like some guys started fighting over her, and then the cops came and she bit the cop's finger, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much the only um, description of the event that we get. And so she's taken out of jail, but she's like in the song. She's like, "I'm sick," <laughs> and mm-hmm. Daddy's like, "No, you're not." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he like forces her to go home. She ends up being sick with double pneumonia, which is that? A I don't thing? know what that is. Does, does I, that exist? It, it's pneumonia in both lungs. Oh, oh shit! Shit! So she's sick, sick. Yeah, she's like sick, sick. And so she goes, she goes to the hospital, and it's so funny. She's like, "Please, not the hospital, please. I'll be fine." Which is she has that, double fucking pneumonia. That would she's, be me. Yeah. Both of us do not go to the doctor. Yeah, but I feel like double pneumonia would change things for me. I would still be like, please. Do- when, when they get to the hospital, the doctor's like, "How the fuck did you not know this bitch had double pneumonia?" <laughs> yeah. And they're like, um, she said she was fine. Which is, you know what? Like, look at what happened to my mom. She said she was fine, and then she ended up in the That's hospital true. almost dead. So, mm-hmm. you know what? We can't judge the family for not taking care of this. But they, they like, talk they, they talk with the doctor, and the doctor's like, oh, you Ew, say she was poor? Gosh. There's no way she can be poor. She's too sexy. Like, yeah, she, 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 she's she built like an ox. She must have had protein She's eating too up. much protein. Yeah. yeah, she's built like an ox, and they're she like, has a no body way, of Venus There's no way she's, she's uh, poor. There's no way she came from a farm. It's like, okay, doctor, thank you. It, it, it just, it's really weird. And the way he talks about her is really uncomfortable. And daddy gets, like, mad, kind of. Yeah. About I, the I, way he's talking about her. I have, daddy says he hopes she's okay, but he would still like to fire her. <laughs> and then the mom, the mom's like, she says something like, oh, yeah, she bit a policeman, but I'm sure her intentions were good. <laughs> yeah. Which is so fun. Like, what, what good intentions could she have biting a cop? Or maybe she's, like, she's making an anti-police statement. Which I way, hope so. Way back in the twenty in the thirties. Good for her. Yeah, I, I sure. believe it. Um, so then, she like goes back home. She feels better. The doctor comes to visit her in her sickness at home. Uh, that, I think that was common back then for the doctor to come to your house. But he stays in her room really long, and they like comment on how long it's been. So like, I don't know if that's insinuating that her and the doctor had like some sort of sexual relationship. Uh, don't want to believe it though. I don't remember that. After that, like, her sickness, her the mom comments that, like, she's, like, a good girl again. She's and, fine. They're going to church. They're, they're going singing to church. In church. Yeah. I, my note was she found Christ, I guess. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. And then she's caught with a man shortly yeah. after her Christ 
And um, after her crime, after, after her, her crime, her Christendom, her after Christendom. she was crucified and then brought back yes. to life three days later. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened to her. What if this is about Easter? I really don't think so. I mean, there is there is bunny imagery. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, <laughs> but so then uh, Daddy catches her very angrily with a man, uh-huh. and, and says, the man like jumped out the window, and I think his like leg <laughs> was broken. He's leg. on the floor in his underwear. He's like, ah, oh, my leg, and then he's like. He's like, I think your man is injured or something like that. But then he ends that with like, Rosebud, you break my heart. Which is so traumatic. Like, she's not even your kid. Uh Like, what the fuck do you care about? Like, you don't even like her. He's like in the room yelling at her. Her boyfriend's still out like on the floor Mm -hmm. with his leg broken. And he threatens to fire her. And she says, no, 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 please don't. And she says, I'm just a human woman person. And he says, well, I'm a human man person. Of the, what does he say? Like of the fatherly kind. Of the fatherly kind. And, and then he, he says, he says, you're you're, you're hired, mired, and fired, baby. Yeah, which and is so like, she's she's officially fired yeah. now. But, but the, the next day, yeah, she's like, she's like, I can't be because fu- he's like, oh, I got you a job on a dairy establishment. Yeah, he's like, I got you a job in Tennessee. <laughs> it's not on a farm. It's in a dairy establishment. And she's like, oh. she, she like freaks out because she. She came from a farm, and yeah, that's where like, like all dramatic. these bad things happen. To and her. then the entire time, and then of course, m- like, mother's yeah. defending her. She's like, she "Why would you say the farm. word farm? The like, <laughs> word farm is triggering to her." Yeah, basically. And then she's like, uh, "She can't be born on the farm. Like the baby can't be born on the farm." And he's like, "What baby do you speak of?" Yes. And she's like, "I'm pregnant." And he's like, "This, nah, is, nah. this like, is they Rose, yell at each other. not mother. Yeah. Rose is pregnant. Rose and the dad start yelling, like literally yelling. He's like, "Not, nah, nah. She's like, "Yeah, I am." And they go to the same doctor, which, like, why? <laughs> There's they, probably only one doctor. That's true. It is the Great Depression. In the entire world. <laughs> and they go back, and they're like, is she pregnant? And they're like, no, she has an ovarian cyst yeah, from undiagnosed like, gonorrhea from when she was 15. She's like, oh, they had, she had undiagnosed gonorrhea and tuberculosis. <laughs> so now this isn't a baby in her stomach, it's a cyst. And, and now she she's can't infertile. have babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's infertile, you guys. Yeah, and it's like... Which is like the OG form of birth control. That happened way too quickly. <laughs> what? They were just like, yeah, gonorrhea ruined her. <laughs> yeah. She's like, and they had tuberculosis and double pneumonia. You <laughs> like, fucking suck as guardians. And, and there's assist. like, and there's like a assist. 10 minute The size scene. of a baby. Because when, when, um. Is when, that real? When daddy's, when, when daddy pregnant? is like, uh, grilling her about pe- being pregnant, she lifts up her dress and you can see her bump. Yeah. That was a cyst, the whole thing? I don't know if cysts are that big. This is not a medicine podcast. No. Although maybe some of the people checking out podcasting kits from the library have medicine podcasts. This is not it. What are they doing? I wish it was a requirement for when you rent it to like plug your podcast. Okay. Right, because then we would know. Like, this is my this is my obstetrician podcast where we talk about uh, (laughs) ovarian cysts. Ovarian cysts, yeah. (laughs) We're talking about ovarian cysts. We have range. That's true. We talk about a lot of shit. You know Where's what? our Pulitzer? Yeah, it's coming. No, 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 it's coming. Okay. I promise. Got it. You guys, we're going to win a Pulitzer. I swear to God. As we should. <laughs> so then there's Manifest like a... It. There's like Pulitzer, a five Pulitzer, to Pulitzer. ten minute scene of them like arguing about... The men arguing about whether or not they can like... They're going to take out her womb because she's like a nymphomaniac. Yeah, the doctor's like, well, she's clearly very promiscuous. So I think the only solution is to give her a full hysterectomy, which is where they just cut you open and clean everything out. All the lady parts are gone. Yeah. And then the mommy gets super upset. Yeah, she's like, how could you take our womanhood? I'm speaking from the creativity of life. And like, how could you do that? And, um, And then the doctor's like, okay, maybe we won't give her a full hysterectomy, but let's just remove her second ovary. And then the dad's like, sure. (laughs) I know what you're, uh... I, I, we're on the same wavelength, and then mommy says, like, over my dead body. Yeah, not as long as and there's she, like one breath in my she body. She calls them like male that. monsters. Yeah. Which is funny. <laughs> she said, are you some kind of male monsters? <laughs> but basically she, oh, and then she's like, she's you're like, not going to touch her. I will ruin you. I'm going to hire a fucking lawyer and yeah. raise the money I need to because I can do it, and I'll fucking She's, like, every word out of her <laughs> mouth is, like, this feminist doctor. Like, she's like... What lengths will you go through to keep up illusions of yourselves? <laughs> yeah, she's, <laughs> she's talking so poetic. full preaching. Yeah, and there, at one point she's like, "What are you saying?" Because she doesn't like like what she's hearing, but they interpret it as like, like she doesn't understand what they're saying. She understands. She she went to fucking Colombia, you motherfuckers. Yeah, Jesus. But anyways, so they don't rip out her room. The, the dad, like, goes back on his word. He's like, yeah. you know what, baby? You're right. We're not ripping out her ovary. As if he's, like, <laughs> some fucking god figure for yeah. deciding not to, like, take her fucking 
everything away. Annoying. Literally. And so then she, Laura Dern ends up being a cop apologist and she marries the guy that she bit, the police officer. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It, it, without any, like, that's her. She, she calls him Mr. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She gets dropped off at her house by this guy and then the dad is like, oh, that's the cop that she bit. Oh, I hope they're happy. And then they get married. And that's and, it. Like the next scene, they get married. And that's pretty much it. The end is like we're back to the present and Well, before before she leaves, she has like a, a final um one-on-one with Buddy. Yeah. Where they talk about she talks about how when she was growing up her family had like 400 rabbits mm-hmm. and they ate all of them. So that's why she was That's like, how she had like her protein and got sexy. Thank you, Dr. <laughs> fucker. Yeah. Um and and she says girls don't want sex, girls want love. Yeah. Which is like Kind of like the main, I feel like the main thesis of her character. Yeah. Because there's a discussion earlier in the movie between uh, mommy and daddy where the dad's like mad at her for like going out and like getting dick. And then the mom's like, she doesn't want sex. She wants love. And dressing like that is the only way that she thinks she's mm-hmm. going to get it. Mm-hmm. So she finally finds love in yeah. this cop mm-hmm. who's like missing a finger. And so. She marries him, and the family is like driving away, and Buddy is crying like a baby in the back yeah. seat of the car. And after that, it comes back to the present, and well, the present's like still like nineteen. Yeah, it's like nineteen seventy one. But um, he his father's still alive, and he tells him that Rose died after being married four times. Did they say? Sh- yeah. When did they say she was married? She, four he times? voiced over it. He they voiced said, over it. They said that she he. He said that she was married to the cop for 25 years. 25 years. I heard... What? I Where heard, did you hear she was married four times? I heard the voiceover say that it took her four times to find Mr. Wright. But then she was married for 45, 25 years. I don't think that's what they said. It really doesn't matter. This movie's not great. <laughs> um, but... I was like, is Rose dead? And then she was dead, obviously, because that's how movies work. And then the, I think the last, is it the last thing he says where he's like, oh, she's, she's with mother now or something? No, he says like, she's not really dead. Yeah. Well, at at the very beginning. um, Which is so lame. I hate when people are like, she's not really gone. At the very beginning, before we go into the flashback, Buddy's like, oh, I'm, I'm coming here to visit my dad because my mom died. But I didn't think anything of it. But now I'm, I was like, it was a double whammy. I was like, Mom, I, this is, <laughs> in my notes I have, mom is also dead? Fuck! <laughs> yeah, it doesn't end very happily. I don't know what they were trying to achieve. Whatever, doesn't matter. My last note was, thank you, Martha, for not forcing me to see Laura Dern die and just tell that's me true. what happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's it. That's that's Rambling Rose. I mean, it, it wasn't great. It's rambling. <laughs> it's rambling. It's long. It sure is. So, it's the longest, like, two-hour movie of my life. Was it really two hours? It, it didn't like seem like an hour movie. and like fifty minutes, I think. Okay. It was the longest. Yeah, an hour fifty two. I didn't think it was that bad. I, Let's talk about it. I giggled. <laughs> I don't think it was supposed to be funny. Well, I'm taking it as it was supposed to be funny and I giggled. Okay. Yeah, I agree with Landon. I don't think it was supposed to be funny. I think it was <laughs> supposed to be like harrowing drama. Okay. And I don't think it did that very well. Guys, Diane Ladd's first name is Rose. In real life. What? Apparently, according to IMDb. But I'm like, why would you change Rose to Diane? I'm going to fact check this, you guys. Yeah, Rose. Her middle name is Diane. And her last name's not Ladd, it's Ladner. She really? I like Diane Ladd. That name rolls off the tongue. It really Diane does. Ladd. Diane Ladd. Diane Ladd. Diane Rose Ladd. Ladd. Rose Diane Ladner. Rose Ladner. Diane Ladd. Yeah. Diane Ladd is a better off. She was great in this movie. She's great in every movie, I think. I think I'm a Diane Ladd stan, and I think that I'm going to start a separate Diane Ladd podcast. I don't know if she has that many film credits, like, at least compared to Laura. But she was, like, every article I see talking about her is, like, saying that she was this film royalty. Okay. So how, you know, like... I feel like she has enough she that has I could do. She has three Oscar nominations. I yeah, think. yeah. So I mean, good for her. She deserves them. She was nominated for this movie. Um, I the entire time I was watching it, I could definitely tell that it was an adapted screenplay. Like I, I could tell that it was from the book, but I also knew that from beforehand. So uh-huh. 
I don't know, but it read it like was coming off to me like it was okay. I get directly like the, derived. Yeah, from. there, there. Some, some of the dialogue seemed um, too lofty to be mm-hmm. dialogue. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, it was probably from a film, but I, I didn't think this movie was. What did you end up giving it on Letterboxd? Three and a half. Okay. Oh, I gave that... it. I gave it two and a half. I gave it two, and I yeah. <laughs> You guys. It's just like I I know that I will never watch this movie again, and I probably will never think about this movie again. Okay, Same. but I had fun. I, I, to... I know that you don't think I was supposed to, but yeah. it was like <laughs> angering me as the film continued to go on. We reached a point at the end, and I was like, "Oh, let me see how much time is left." And there was thirty minutes left, and I was like, "What the hell is going on?" <laughs> So IMDb's description for this movie is a young woman who exudes sexuality battles temptation. How do wow. you feel about that description? Very uh, short and sweet. <laughs> I guess. A young woman who exudes <laughs> sexuality battles... T- I mean, that's it. That's the crux of the movie. Yeah. But... We could have said that and just saved 45 minutes of <laughs> plot discussion. <laughs> By the way, did we shorten this? I don't know if we did. We're at, we're under an hour right now, which I think is okay. an improvement. Yeah, we're at okay. 57 minutes. <laughs> Laura Dern loves Rose. She said that she would set up any friend of hers and that they'd have a great time with Rose. I would have a great time with Rose. I think I would also. I just love her, like, bimbo-adjacent character. I don't think she's bimbo in this movie. I think she's just She got, She tries heart. to be, and they tell her, like... Stop being such a fucking bimbo. Yeah, at one point, Dolly, like, <laughs> walks into Buddy's room, and she's like, why is Rose so dumb? Like, yeah. Rose shouldn't be so <laughs> dumb all the time. She she also really liked working with uh, Robert Duvall. Uh, she said Who that plays she, Daddy. Yeah. She, and he, what was he in? I don't know. Because I looked on Letterboxd, and he's been in, like, 112 movies, but, like, none of them that I've... Seen or am familiar with? Like, yeah. it said he was in The Godfather, but I haven't seen The Godfather. I also haven't seen The Godfather. Um, I don't watch movies about only men. The three movies that he was in that I've seen are this movie, To Kill a Mockingbird, which I don't remember what Is he the dad? He no, he's not the dad. Oh. And Widows from last year. He was in Widows? Yeah, and I... <gasps> That's Joshua's, like, favorite movie. I feel like I kind of remember I him. I love Widows. That. He loves... Josh Do you remember what Widows, he yes. plays in Widows? He played the... Um, is it Colin Firth's dad? Oh, okay, you're right, you're okay. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, Laura went on our Arsenio Hall show okay. when, I think that's his name. Yeah. <laughs> that's really dating her. Well, this was in 91. It was yeah, like, it I aired guess. in 91. Yeah, yeah. And so, <laughs> first of all, the interview starts off with Arsenio asking her if it's true that she was going to be a nun. Which I think is so interesting. Is that something we overlooked? And she said that for a brief moment the year before, because of the other sex, thank you men, I had a momentary lapse in she wanting said, relationships. She said thank you men. Yes! Mm. I literally The way was like, we would be like best friends with I her. know! We literally <laughs> would. And she was like, she said that she, uh, she had a memory lapse in wanting relationships and she thought that the only man good enough for her was Christ. But that was over <laughs> in 24 hours. And then she turns her shoulder and she practically like gasped and she's like... She's like, but it's over now. Like, <laughs> I'm past that. And Arsenio's like, and men did that? And she responds, well, briefly, but I'm over it. I promise. <laughs> that was so confusing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> she's over what? Over, God? over wanting to be a nun. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but in the same interview, um, he Did mentions... Did you see a video of that? Yeah, yeah, there's a video. I would love to see that. I know, you need to see it. But, um... So he mentions, and he plays a clip of the line in the movie that she says, girls don't want sex, girls want love. Okay. And he asks her what men want, and she says, we all want the same thing, which is love. And then she looks at the audience, and she goes, and then a lot of sex with the one that we love. And the entire audience is like, yeah! <laughs> They're living like for her. Mother Teresa almost. I know! Yep. The way that she's literally, like, speaking to and for the people, yeah. like, Wow. Does that does that make her anti incel? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Of course. Currently anti incel. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, do that for her. Okay. I don't think she's pro incel. Well, I think being pro incel <laughs> makes you like a school shooter now. A hundred percent. Yeah, everyone should be anti incel. Yeah, everyone should be anti incel. Um, she also said that the movie would never be able to be made today because of the subject matter. You mean like a thirteen year old like groping her? 
Yeah, which is true. That's probably Well, true. I don't know, because Honey Boy came out, and that's kind of what that is, right? It does not get... Not nearly, like that. Not like that. Nearly but, as in-depth. But yeah, yeah, I remember when I was watching Honey Boy, I was like, oh. I was scared. But um, she said that her and her mother have never had to go to therapy together. Oh, which okay. is, is a funny thing to say she's like guys by the is way this like, all the same interview yeah i need to watch that <laughs> she also so we talked about that she wears like this sexy green dress and it drives all the men wild mm-hmm. she kept it <gasps> so it's in her house of trinkets it's in her house of trinkets Holy along with the, and we know the, sh- the, yeah, the shoes are there right and the from shoes, the movie yeah i wonder like do you think she keeps them there i thought when, when you when you said that thing about her having the shoes from rambling rose i thought they'd be like a bigger part they were not a they're, part they're of only it. brought up like once when she's like fuck my feet hurt yeah <laughs> like, it's these fucking shoes and she's using them to like pick up that salesman yeah so I, yeah i don't okay, know sure good for her i you- i thought you weren't like allowed or like supposed to keep stuff from film sets do you think she just says like fuck it <laughs> or like no one tries to stop her well like yeah can you imagine saying no to laura dern i can't right could you josh especially no. now she's an oscar winner i'm no scared way. of her yeah <laughs> you think she's scary guys i'm scared of her no. in the same way you're like supposed to fear god oh okay yeah 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 i'll take that but i'm not like actually like i don't think she's fit on me or anything so i have a couple of like quotes and other things from like press from around this time period um gonna start with the chicago tribune they said something really funny about this movie they said having decided that the cure for daddy's rejection is another bow rose soon has neighborhood toms yowling around the hillier homestead (laughs) at all hours as if she were a cat in heat can you imagine (laughs) writing that (laughs) neighborhood town neighborhood toms yowling around the hillier homestead at all hours as if she were a cat in heat that's like that should be studied that's like enchanting kind of (laughs) Mm. it's kind of like a spell i'm gonna track down that author She also at this time period she had like a really like sexy photo shoot with Rolling Stone and it was like a Did post- you find it? Do you have yeah. pictures? Are you gonna put them in the on the Instagram? Sure. You definitely should. I don't know if there was pictures in the article, but like the uh the the, the title of it is Laura Dern, too darn hot. Did I fucking write that? I fucking wrote that. Too darn hot. That I don't think they took any photos of her, but they perfect. talk about her being all like sexy and provocative and just okay. a bad bitch. Uh but so she says uh, she mentions again that she would set up Rose with a friend okay. in a separate interview. And she says, you'll love her. She's really funny. She's wild. She's very sexy. She's got Is this a interview from the 90s? Yeah. Okay. She's got a prettiness about her spirit, a sweetness. She'll go out of her way to give to people. She loves Rose, I think. She's very into her energy, which is sweet. She's kind of said that about all of her characters. I know. She, I, she, yeah. when I, when, at least when I look at interview or. When I'm doing research and I look at interviews she's done, she seems to understand the characters so deeply. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's probably like the where the bar's at for yeah. actors, but to me, as someone who's not an actor, that seems I'm like. What do you mean? Whoa! We act every day. Yeah. Of our lives. Okay. We're all actors. You guys. You guys. <laughs> this is a William Shakespeare podcast. <laughs> um. She also in the same interview talks about like the scene with the kid, oh. uh, and she said. There's, I don't know how I feel about this. She says, there's a very special intimate scene in Rambling Rose between Lucas Haas as Buddy, who is 13, and me as Rose, who is 19. When I read the script, I thought, oh, how are we going to deal with that one? First, Rennie scheduled it for the fifth week of shooting, so we were all comfortable with each other. Duval kept giving Lucas a joking hard time, like, ha, two more days till you get Dern, which is kind of gross, guys. Okay. That's kind of gross. It is. I just talked to Lucas about it openly from day one. The week before the scene, Lucas would come over every night and we'd make dinner. And the night before we shot, we went on a date. I said, let's just be together and talk. So we spent hours talking about my experiences and about his, about fantasies and the first images of people we love. During shooting, we played Beatles songs for each other at all the breaks. We read in bed and hung out. We were in bed for four days. So we just tried to make a little space for ourselves. We thought of it as our room. Hmm. I'm having a hard time. Yeah. Because me as someone around the age of 19, I would never want to be in mm-hmm. such close proximity to a 13-year-old. Mm-hmm. Not even for sexual reasons, just because I think they're annoying. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I... I but think, also, think about a 13-year-old in the 90s who does not have a cell phone. 
Are they less or more annoying? Hmm. More worldly, probably. Like, less because they have to read books. <laughs> right? So <laughs> Maybe they are interesting, and you could spend an evening with a 13-year-old back then. I don't know. I, I really... Guys now 13-year-olds are just like, mm, they're brain they're all like, like They're like, oh my god, guys, let's do the Renegade dance right now. And they're yes. like, oh my god. Yeah, no, I can't hang out with 13-year-olds now, but... Also, you know how I mentioned that she was dating the producer of this movie? Rennie. Rennie. Okay. I don't remember his last name. Okay, at the moment. sure. She mentions this. She said, I've read that I always date my leading men. That really depresses me. Oh. Until I realize, hey, wait a minute. I don't do that. Which. That's the end of the quote? No. Okay. <laughs> which I actually kind of don't. <laughs> right. But whatever. She said, where's my receipt for all of those love affairs? I did meet Kyle on Blue Velvet, but we waited until almost the end of filming to get together, even though we knew we wanted to be earlier, because it felt so different than anything we had felt before. But we didn't want to jeopardize the work. Suppose we'd had a big big argument. You have an affair week one, and week two you hate each other, God forbid. This is dangerous stuff. What if you fall in love with someone and they're involved with somebody else, and then the other person comes down to set, and you've got to do a scene with them while their girlfriend or wife is there? People do that, but it's beyond me how you can act clearly and be completely open in that situation. Wow. She's wise. <sighs> Laura. You guys, do you know when that interview was from? Mm, Recently, probably. No, this is from the same interview. From 92? Yeah. She was that wise at, what, uh, 25? Yeah. October wow. 17th, 1991. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Can you believe that? Um. Well, I... I will stop saying that she can't keep her hands off her co-stars if it depresses her. Yeah, yeah, we can't say that. I'm not saying that anymore. Well, we also are celebrating it, kind of. I like, think I said it earlier that. in the podcast, and I, I re- re- retract. Re- re- redact. redact. I, I'm redacting <laughs> out. I'm going to put a big bleep over it. <laughs> um, I also got some quotes from Diane Ladd about this movie. Yes, 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 yes. yes. On the Baltimore Sun. Okay. She said, which I don't think this is true, but this is her direct quote. Actually... We're the first mother and daughter to play leading roles in a movie. <laughs> Maureen O'Sullivan did Hannah and her sisters with Mia Farrow, her daughter. But O'Sullivan had a very minor role. Ours are leading roles. I don't think a movie hmm. made in the 90s is the first ever mother-daughter leading film. I feel like there's no convenient way for us to fact check that. Yeah, no. So let's just give her what she wants. Sure. Okay. Sure. She said, it was director Martha Coolidge who took the Rambling Rose script to Laura Dern. And then she said, Laura showed it to me and said I was ideal for the role of the mother and that we should do the film together. And she said, of course, it wasn't that easy. We had to knock on a lot of doors to get the the necessary financing. I put $3,000 of my own money into it. Maybe they don't go to therapy together because this work together was all they needed. Like, last week... Their antagonistic relationship Mm -hmm. between um, Lula and her mom. Mm -hmm. And now this week, how they're like completely opposite, like totally supporting Mm -hmm. each other. Maybe that's all the therapy they need. They went A to Z. They're done. But, so, can you imagine like putting $3,000 of your own money into this kind of a movie though? (laughs) It's like a TV adjacent, like we said. I mean, she probably had much more than $3,000 to spare. It's the 90s. What do you mean? <laughs> the $3,000 is like $300,000. That is not true. I know. The 90s? I know, it's no. not even that far. Maybe like the that 20s. Is, that is not yeah. how inflation works. <laughs> I also have a quote about um, Lucas Hawes, the kid. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad at him. Well, so he's a Hollywood hybrid that falls somewhere between adult and child, according to EW. At the time of the movie? Or yes. just always? <laughs> at the time of the movie. Okay. They said he lives in Austin, Texas with his mother, an opera singer turned screenwriter, his father, a painter, and his twin brothers, uh-huh. Nikolai and Simon. They're triplets? Or the the he's separate from the twins? No, he's separate from the okay. twins. Okay. Can you imagine okay. three kids all looking like that? <laughs> with their bug eyes? <laughs> Don't be mean. I'm mad at him. Okay, fine. I'll let you be mad at him. But he's also a kid. Well, not anymore. Yeah. You can be mad at him now. <sighs> Lucas. <laughs> um, and he said, Bobby Duvall counts as one of his best friends. Laura Dern is another. And when he's not on location, he plays drums and piano in a, bl- in a band called The Rogues. So. And then um, his mother said, basically... Our house is like roses. We have ducks and chickens and doves and a dog and four cats. And then he said, except we don't have a babysitter like Rose, which is kind of gross. 
This is what the article says. Except, adds Haas, washing down his cheeseburger with a chocolate shake. We don't have a babysitter like Rose. He is gross. He, he, I feel the same way about him that I feel about Willem Dafoe's character from last week. <laughs> slimy. That's what IMDb said. Slimy. The, the, the description of him washing down a cheeseburger with a chocolate shake just screams yeah. slimy. I mean, yeah, it's pretty gross. He's also th- I don't like 13 mm. in this interview. I'm going to go out and say it. I do not like D-list actor Lucas Haas. <laughs> D-list. Okay. Come at me, Lucas. <laughs> what if what if that's why we go viral? Because Lucas Haas comes from us. Cause what if for us? He should I mean. be in our next episode. Lucas Haas, if you want to come on the podcast, no. yeah. <laughs> I, well, okay. So his, I will let bygones be bygones his, if you want to come promote the podcast. His twin brothers. Okay. Well, his brothers. <laughs> before we get too far, his brothers' names are Nikolai, Nikolai and, and Simon. <laughs> So they ended up becoming like an interior design duo, and they make. Like, Are they so the property much- brothers? No, <laughs> but with but I think it's kind of sweet because Laura Dern is still friends with them, and okay. they did they did like a spotlight about their own work on interview, and she like phone interviewed them for it like Aww. there's like a transcript and she's like i remember when you guys were like babies when we were filming Rambling Rose, and I think it's sweet that she's she still is- like, in contact with them. She's very sweet. Yeah. I'm now neutral about Lucas. <laughs> well, I guess there's a possibility of him coming on the podcast. Yes. Okay. Okay, fine. This is a business, baby. You gotta <laughs> work your connections. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, That's pretty much all I have. For the most part. Okay. I cool. did have... I had one tidbit about... Tidbit. That's what he calls her. Hmm? <laughs> David Lynch calls Lord and Tidbit, guys. Did you guys know that? You did. If you listened to the last one, right? I left that in, I think. Yeah, I left that out. Cute. Okay. Guys, I'm addicted to editing these podcasts. And I, I, I'll cut, like, if there's half a second too long of silence, mm-hmm. I will cut it. You're doing things. That's why it takes me forever. You're making money moves. But, like, I feel so powerful. No, it's hot. I'm going to, like, sure. twist your words. Oh, my God. Next please. week. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm going to, like, make you say... Reframe my sentences so I sound smart. <laughs> please. I need I'm going to break them down word by word and jumble them around. <laughs> Please, I need it. Ooh, I should try to, like, say a sentence so that you can, like, piece it together. Say, I don't hate fucking Laura Dern. And I'm gonna make you say, I fucking hate Laura Dern. I don't trust you. Why? I can't do that. Okay. Say... I'll never say Say, I love fucking Laura Dern. And I'll make you say, I fucking love Laura Dern. I... But what if you just leave it as me saying, I love fucking Laura Dern? Okay, anyways, you asked. <laughs> I, the only, like, I guess, um, like, editing of the final cut happened by, like, the British film, whatever. Oh, of um, the movie. I thought we were still talking about the <laughs> Okay, of the, of the movie. movie. Um, they cut, like, 30 seconds from the bed scene, because they have, like, a Protection of Children Act, which forbids the use of minors in sexual context on screen, which is valid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but it's also more than thirty seconds, so I don't understand. What did they, what, what did they cut? Yeah, I don't know. It just says thirty. You're saying seconds. they cut thirty minutes from thirty seconds, th- or thirty seconds from the version we watched when they screened it in England. Yeah. Okay, I wonder which thirty seconds. But then it said that BBC broadcast the uncut version anyways, and then it was fully waived. <laughs> which aren't they Wait, famous for having like more is, risque? Isn't TV that than like TV? That so this was a TV movie in England. So our, our intuitions were correct, you guys. Oh, yeah, look at that. I mean, who said it was it? It said the BBC Air. Oh, the broadcast. Yeah, British yeah. Broadcasting Company. Yeah, I guess. Cool. All right, you guys. That was really Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure that's it? Yeah. Okay. I have nothing else to say. Do you want me to say more? No, I just, you threw that last thing, and I thought that there was more. Oh. Because okay. I think we can cut it. That's why I said it. Okay. Again, okay. we're going to cut the shit out of this. Just right now we're at an hour and 22 minutes. Watch how long it is when you're listening to it. You're going to cut all of this, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like 15 minutes long. <laughs> okay. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks uh, for n- co- being here with me. You. What do you mean? What? <laughs> oh, you mean because I wasn't here for a week? No, I just want your... <laughs> God, I was just going to say thanks for the company. Okay. I was trying to be nice. You're welcome. No. I wasn't sure what you were saying. Okay. Um, next week we have Jurassic Park, you guys. That's 
Josh's favorite all-time movie. We will be filming for Miami next week. Josh and Andrea will be together, and I will yeah. be the one on Hangouts. Yeah. Which is going to be exciting. Are you coming down? <laughs> <laughs> She's coming on Wednesday. Do you not know no, that? No, I didn't know that. Well, <laughs> yeah. So, next yeah, episode. You guys, you guys should plan that out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next episode, you guys, Jurassic Park. Uh-huh. It's going to be great. I'm big, so excited. big, big blockbuster. Big deal One of the biggest. Career. I, mm, not, not fact-checking that, but I think one, one of the biggest. It is one of the biggest. Everybody okay. knows what Jurassic Park is. Yeah. Yeah. Every time, when I tell people we have this podcast, and I'm like, oh, it's about Laura Dern, and they're like, what? I'm like the blonde bitch from Jurassic Park, and they're like, oh, yeah. Who doesn't know who Laura Dern is? Right? In, in 2020. Right? Oh, that's besides okay. the point. Maybe but, like five years ago, you would be allowed to not know who Laura Dern was. Not even. She's had... She's had... She's working hard, you guys. So, join us then. Thanks yes. for tuning in. Yes. We'll see you next week.